Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. All right, welcome to another episode of The Surge Effect. Um, a couple episodes ago, I was talking a little bit about what's going on in the Ukraine, of course. That's what's in the news cycle. And uh, this episode, I'm just going to touch a little bit about some uh, Ukrainian stuff and what's going on there. And it's a, a little bit about the media and uh, a little bit about the Bidens. Uh, Obviously, Joe and Hunter, uh, you may or may not have heard anything in the news about this over the last couple of years, and maybe I'll show you some stuff that you've never seen before. Uh, anyway, just like my intro says, um, this podcast will have an effect on you one way or another. Um, you may agree, you may disagree, but that's okay. That's what life's all about. Uh, some people have different opinions about different things, but sometimes when you see stuff with your own eyes, uh, picture's worth a thousand words, and so is so is uh, video. So anyway, let's just uh, get right to it and uh, dive right in. Basically, uh, in this day and age with the mainstream media, um, it's, it's hard to believe what some of these people push, some of the information that, that goes on. Uh, I'll give you an example, like I told you the other day, um, the uh, ghost uh, fighter uh, pilot in Kiev uh, that was taken down like Meg big planes, big Russian jets and stuff. Uh, that was uh, fake news. It came out and it was like hit hard in the first couple of days and it was uh, a few days later it was debunked and it was basically taken from a PC game. So that was fake news. Uh, another one was about the 13 soldiers on Snake Island, like I said in my last episode as well. And uh, the warship basically told them to put down their arms and everything else. And they basically told them to go F themselves and that was fake news as well. So anyway, in this podcast, we're just going to talk a bit about what's going on in the Ukraine and uh, like I said, and try to sort it through some of this bullshit. I know it's hard to figure out what's true and what is not. For example, uh, for the first uh, mainstream media news, Newsweek, uh, one of the articles they had, they were saying that China peddles Russia's claim that U.S. has bioweapons in the Ukraine. So a quick fact check from the old fact-check police from Snopes. They said, Ukraine-U.S. biolabs, an ongoing Russian disinformation, is an ongoing Russian disinformation campaign. So, how about these articles in the, in the USA Today? Here's a couple of mortal articles. I'll just uh, pop up on the screen here for you to watch, have a look at. Um, just fact-check these claims that were uh, by the U.S. biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russia disinformation campaign. All right. Another one from USA Today, uh, Russia has teamed up with China to further amplify the false claims of U.S. labs in the Ukraine. And another one, false claims of U.S. bioware, uh, bio warfare labs in the Ukraine. And then here's one from uh, Reuters, the credibility uh, for the information provided by Kremlin is in general very low, doubtful, and and low. Uh, another one, uh, Russian disinformation has a track record of promoting manipulative narratives about biological weapons 
and alleged secret labs. So let's hear what Victoria Newland has to say in the Senate hearing literally on March the 8th, just a couple days ago. Uh, now, Newland is a liaison, of course, to the Ukraine of the United States, if you didn't know that. And Marco, Marco Rubio, senator, he asked her a question about biological weapons in the Ukraine, and her response was this. Have a look at this. Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. Now, saying that they were afraid of Russia will get their hands on these bioweapons, that's a pretty interesting spin on all this stuff, you know, keeping it secret from the world, like the United States did. Uh, no one even knew about the biolabs, uh, and even where they were until now, until obviously till, till Putin invaded uh, the Ukraine. Um, it just, when she was asked that question and she answered it like she did, it was just like, it was like a bomb going off. It was, uh, it, it was something after listening to all the news saying that uh, the bioweapons weren't real and, and it's just, you know, it's all Russian disinformation and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of hard to pick out what's, what's real and what's not. Anyway, so anyway, have another uh, look at this clip here. It's a general, and he's talking about these biolabs as well. He's a Russian general, and he's going to explain a little bit about you. Yeah, take a look at this. Министерство обороны России неоднократно обращало внимание на военно-биологические программы, которые реализуются Пентагоном на постсоветском пространстве. В том числе на территории Украины сформировалась сеть, которая включает более 30 биологических лабораторий, которые можно разделить на научно-исследовательские и санитарно-пилометические. Заказчиком проводимых работ является управление Министерства обороны США по снижению военной угрозы ДИТРА. В реализации проектов принимают участие аффилированные с военно-ведомством компании. В первую очередь Black and Twitch. Работы ведутся по трем основным направлениям. В первую очередь это мониторинг биологической обстановки, как заявляет Пентагон в предполагаемых районах размещения воинских контингентов. All right. So here's another quick, another quick uh, video as well. And this is of a soldier just talking about the biolabs. He's a Russian soldier. Here you go. Have a look at this military operation, facts were uncovered of the Kiev regime mopping up traces of military biological programs under development in Ukraine, financed by the U.S. Defense Ministry. All right, so after watching these, just remember your history, all right? The United States invaded Iraq March 2003. The conflict lasted for a little over a decade, around a decade, and claims, claimed the lives of 4,400 human people, all right? 44 human beings were killed. And why did they do that, you said to yourself, maybe? Why, why did they invade Iraq? Well, WM, uh, WMDs, of course. Weapons of mass destruction. They invaded Iraq looking for weapons of mass destruction. That was the catchword of the month, of course, leading, months leading up to this invasion back in 2003. And you know what? When they invaded Iraq, they never found any weapons of mass destruction. So before Russia invaded the Ukraine, no one knew about these labs and no one was the wiser. People that talked about them 
they were conspiracy theorists or they were whack jobs or the mainstream media disproved all these claims by just simply saying, ah, oh, it's Russian dis- disinformation. It, don't worry about it. It's, 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 all, it's all lies. But now the world knows the truth. Literally, a couple of days ago, the world has found out the truth. But the United States, of course, can invade Iraq in 2003 because they think Saddam Hussein has biological weapons, weapons of mass destruction. And here they are sitting right now in Ukraine. And, of course, Russia invaded uh, the Ukraine. And the world, of course, is, is, uh, is all over Russia and Putin, of course, for doing it. Um, just a different spin on it, just a different uh, way of looking at it, okay? So I'm going to talk a little bit now about the Bidens, of course, because the Ukraine's in such a mess. If you go back even a couple episodes ago when I was talking about the Ukraine, how it started and what's going on there, um, how they broke away from the, uh, Russia and uh, became a democracy in 91. And, of course, they had some some uh, elections that were kind of iffy. Um, so anyway, so there's been some information um, here and there about the Bidens, of course, being corrupt and being involved with the Ukraine. Well, I'm going to show you some clips that you may or may not have ever seen, and you can make up your own mind. Remember, common sense goes a long way, all right? And keep, keep thinking, you know, keep the old thinking cap on and keep an open mind and uh, just watch some of these clips. So these first, this first clip is, um, is a sen- another Senate hearing, actually, and it was uh, for the first impeachment hearing for uh, Trump. And that's because he had a phone call. He literally just had a phone call with Zelensky, who's the president now. Had a phone call with him and um, asked him a couple of questions. And, of course, they're listened to, and there's transcripts of those phone calls. And he, Trump actually released a phone call uh, of that phone call with Zelensky. So the powers that be, they think that he was basically crossed the line when he asked Zelensky basically about what was going on with the Bidens and uh, the corruption that's going on there. And for that, they wanted to impeach him because they figured that, of course, uh, he was trying to get dirt on a political opponent. And for that, they impeached him. Um, But the information I'm about to show you, they haven't done anything with Joe Biden, and it's kind of shocking. So here's here's Radcliffe, Senator Radcliffe. He's uh, questioning um, uh, ambassador to to Ukraine, and there's another clip after that with um, Elise uh, Stefanik also asking a few questions. And uh, have a look. Specifically recall Burisma. Yes. All right. Out of thousands of companies in the Ukraine, the only one that you recall the Obama-Biden State Department preparing you to answer questions about was the one where the vice president's son was on the board. Is that fair? Yes. Uh, you understood from uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary George Kent's testimony, as it's been related to you, um, that he testified a few days ago. Do you understand that that arrangement, Hunter Biden's um, role on the Burisma board, caused him enough concern that, as he testified in uh, his statement, that in February of 2015, I raised my concern that Hunter Biden's status as a board member could create the perception of a conflict of interest he went on to talk about the vice president's responsibilities over the Ukraine and or over Ukraine Ukrainian policy as one of those factors. Do you recall that? Yes. Did you ever do you agree with that? Yeah. That it was a legitimate concern to raise. I, I think that 
it could raise um, the appearance of a conflict of interest. All right, so there's uh, Radcliffe uh, asking her some questions. Now here's uh, Elise Stefanik, another uh, United States Senator. She's uh, asking the ambassador a few more questions and watch this one. Described, quote, we have long understood that strong anti-corruption efforts must form an essential part of our policy in Ukraine. And now there is a window of opportunity to do that. And so why is this important? And why is this important to us? Put simply, anti-corruption efforts serve Ukraine's interests, but they also serve ours as well. Is that still your testimony? Yes. And particularly at the critical time in 2014, after the Ukrainian elections, you testified that the Ukrainian people had made clear in that very election that they were done with corruption, correct? Yes. And you also testified that the Ukrainians thought it would be a good idea to set up this architecture of a special investigative office that would be all about the crimes of corruption, correct? Yes. And I know this was before you arrived in Ukraine, but you are aware that the first case that the U.S., U.K., and Ukraine investigators worked on was, in fact, against the owner of Burisma. Yes. And that was during the Obama administration. Yes. And in your testimony, you, and you said today, the investigation was never formally closed because, quote, it's frankly useful to keep that company hanging on a hook, right? That's your quote. Yeah, the Ukrainian investigation was never put. partnered with the U.S. and the U.K. As I understand it, yeah. Although because we didn't see the Ukrainians moving forward on that, we no longer partner with them uh, on that case or in that way. But let's take a first step. <laughs> a step back. The first time you personally became aware of Burisma was actually when you were being prepared by the Obama State Department for your Senate confirmation hearings, and this was in the form of practice questions and answers. This was your deposition. And you testify that in this particular practice Q&A with the Obama State Department, it wasn't just generally about Burisma and corruption, it was specifically about Hunter Biden and Burisma. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And the exact quote from your testimony, Ambassador, is, quote, the way the question was phrased in this model Q&A was, what can you tell us about Hunter Biden's, you know, being named to the board of Burisma? So for the millions of Americans watching, President Obama's own State Department was so concerned about potential conflicts of interest from Hunter Biden's role at Burisma that they raised it themselves while prepping this wonderful ambassador nominee before her confirmation. And yet our Democratic colleagues and the chairman of this committee cry foul when we dare ask that same question that the Obama State Department was so concerned about. But we will continue asking it. And lastly, in my 20 seconds left, I just want to get it on record. In terms of defensive lethal aid, which you were an advocate for, that was not provided by President Obama. It was provided by President Trump. That's correct. I yield back five seconds. All right. So here's a little clip of... Uh Tedder, uh, Senator, Tedder, Senator Ted Cruz, he's, uh, he's, taking, he's talking to some reporters outside after the hearings uh, were held and after the, a lot of the questions and you know, all the uh, witnesses. And this is what he had to say outside to the reporters. Check this out. Just at the beginning of the serious evidence of corruption involving Burisma, the Ukrainian natural gas company that paid Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, a million dollars a year. So while I, Joe Biden, let me answer, I'll answer the question. Answer but the question? I appreciate but, it. Let me, let me answer the question without interrupting me, please. You got it. Burisma play, paid Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, a million dollars a year 
while Hunter Biden threatened Ukraine to withhold a billion dollars in aid unless and until they fired the prosecutor investigating his son. Joe Biden threatened, Joe Biden is Vice President of the United States and we just saw a video which I would encourage every news outlet here to actually show the video of Joe Biden bragging how he told the president of Ukraine that he was going to cut off a billion dollars, he was going to block a billion dollars in foreign aid to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor. And in Joe Biden's own words, son of a bitch, they fired the guy. All right, so here's that exact same video about Biden bragging that he got this prosecutor fired in the Ukraine. And this, by the way, is called a quid pro quo. It's basically getting something for something, right? That's what they they had Trump on charges for, basically, but he didn't do it, but this guy did it, and he still has not got charged, and of course, he's now the president. Um, anyway, have a look at this video. Uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired, and they put in place someone who was solid. В связи с этим мы передаем в правоохранительные органы имеющиеся у нас документы, а незаконно уволенным следователям, прокурорам предлагаем защитить в суде свое право служить народу Украины, используя имеющиеся в нашем распоряжении материалы. There you have it. So here's another little lengthy clip. It's uh, two Ukrainian prosecutors that have compiled uh, quite a bit of information. Uh, they have accounts, uh, uh, emails, text messages. They got all kinds of stuff. And um, they're talking to um, – they have witnesses as well. Uh, they're talking to uh, basically a, a press uh, in regards to all this corruption. Uh, a lot of it has to do with United States politicians. And like I said, it's a little length, lengthy, but it's well worth the wait, well worth the look. Uh, just watch it right up to the end, okay? It's really, really well, and we'll move on to the next clip, okay? Have a look at this. Сегодня прокомментирую, но хотел бы отметить следующее: демокоррупционеры действительно очень боятся, и поэтому каждое слово, которое будет сегодня нами озвучено, подкреплено документами, цифрами и шокирующими записями. С каждым новым фактом, новой записью, новой Проводкой по счетам мы убеждаемся, что внешнее управление и международная коррупция – это сиамские близнецы, 
с множеством лиц, высших государственных чинов, олигархов, схемщиков и многих других персонажей, которые воруют у украинского народа. Что сегодня будет обнародовано? Первое. Доказательство вывода через финансовые ямы миллионов долларов, украденных у украинского народа, отмытых с помощью банков и моек в различных юрисдикциях и последующими перечислениями их на счета компании семьи Байдена. Новые записи разговоров пятого президента Украины Петра Порошенко и экс-вице-президента Сашина подкреплено документами, цифрами и записями, которые украденных у украинского народа с последующим перечислением их на счета компании семьи Байденов. На одной из первых пресс-конференций около года назад мы показали банковские проводки на сотни тысяч долларов на семью экс-вице-президента США Джо Байдена, а именно на его сына Роберта Хантера Байдена, который входил в состав директоров скандально известной газодобывающей компании «Буризма». «Буризма» принадлежит беглому министру времен Януковича Николаю Злочевскому. Наличие Байдена в руководстве «Буризмы» и оплата его услуг – ничто иное, как политическая крыша, которая защищала Злочевского от украинского закона. Думаю, сумма исчисляется десятками миллионов долларов. Что мы имеем в итоге? Семья Байденов осуществляла политическую крышу Злочевскому из украденных им денег украинцев как минимум на сумму 3 миллиона 400 тысяч долларов США. Вот как выглядит схема воровства денег и их перечисления через офшоры на компанию Байдена. Украденные украинцев деньги, которые находились на счете компании «Буризма Холдинг» в Латвийском отделении «Приватбанка», на счет компании «Розамон Сенека Бахай» в американском банке «Морган Стэнли». Платежами на общую сумму 3 миллиона долларов 400 тысяч, 3 миллиона 400 тысяч долларов США. Закрытие после 2014 года. На данный момент я не, не называю его имени, так как считаю, что он должен воспользоваться программой защиты свидетелей. Вместе с этим я хочу у вас спросить. Вы слушали рассказ от свидетеля, что вы можете сказать по этому поводу? Да, я подтверждаю наш сегодняшний разговор, то, что было произнесено. Компания работала примерно с 2009 года по легализации и оптимизации средств клиентов. В данной ситуации идет речь о Николае Злочевском и Борисом Холдинг. То есть в его пользу были, были сделаны операции. В наполнение Борисма Холдинг происходило от двух компаний, ниже перечисленных, и Борисма оплачивала свои счета. В данной ситуации она оплачивала разомонт Семека на счет в Морган Стэнли. А что это за компания разводственная, что вы знаете о ней? Компания принадлежала Хантеру Байдену. Уважаемые коллеги, это часть записи опроса. На счет американской компании Розамон Сенека Бухай. И что, что вам известно? Известно, что с ноября 2014 года по октябрь 2015 ну, происходили эти платежи. И я обратил внимание на странные повторяющиеся суммы. Да, как, в чем? В долларах. Да, которые выглядели, ну, которые исчислялись суммой 83 333 цента. Ну, неровная сумма. Неровная сумма, да. Вот. С Буризма Холдинг, да, перечислялись на Розамонт, Сенека, Бухай. Но обратил внимание, то, что, ну, как я уже сказал, что это какие-то странные неровные суммы были, это раз. Ну, Во-вторых, они 
ну, повторялись порядка там 20 платежей. Mm. То есть их было очень много, да. Как, и, ну, как, и это все было за оплата, ну, оплата за ну, консультационные услуги. Как будто это был какой-то общий платеж, разбитый на неравной части, mm. которые не привлекли. There you go. So, of course, they're speaking Ukrainian there, and of course, all the subheadings are in the bottom, so uh, you got to read along. But that's the information that they have in regards to uh, the corruption in the Bidens, and nothing has happened. It's it's quite shocking how they keep this stuff on the low low. Uh, here's another. Here's something else they kept on the low low. Wasn't covered in the mainstream media very much. Uh, this man's name is uh, Tony Bobolinsky, and I think only one, maybe one network covered it, maybe. Um, and after he did this uh, quick little uh, press conference, he went literally right to the FBI. And this was just a couple of months before the last election of Biden and Trump, uh, you know, when Biden was in his basement and uh, campaigning from his basement. Um, anyway, so Tony Bobolinsky is an ex-veteran. Uh, I think he's a Marine. And uh, I'm going to let you uh, listen to what he has to say. He'll explain a little bit more to you. Have a look at this video. Good evening. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. I served as a lieutenant in the United States Navy with high security clearance. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man, the Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. I bet most of you have probably never seen that video before. And like I said, the reasons were that was a few months before the election, and it was probably hidden uh, just because mainstream media do not want this uh, out in the public eye. Okay. Now, sometimes things aren't always what they seem. I've been around a long time, and I've witnessed a lot of things in this world, I've witnessed a lot of shitty wars. Uh, you know, via mainstream media and what's gone on uh, politically 
and I've seen a lot of people lose their lives because of these these stupid wars. Uh, Russians have always seemed to play the bad guys in all the movies. You know, the Bond flicks and every other movie, they're always the bad guy. And the world always compares, you know, Russia to the big bad wolf or some evil empire like, you know, out of Star Wars or something, you know. And Putin, of course, he's like, uh, he's like another Hitler, some deranged psychopath that would, you know, pull us all into World War III. All that sound about right to everybody? Well, have a listen to what this young man has to say about questions that was asked by him at a little press conference. Uh, this young man, he was a uh, uh, fighter in the uh, MMA. He's a mixed martial arts in the, in the UFC. His name is Bryce Mitchell. He was asked a question in regards to the Ukraine, and this is what uh, this young man had to say. Now listen to Bryce. Your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation? You know, um, Here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians I'm staying at home and when the war comes to Arkansas I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love and I will not retreat if this country's invaded and Everybody's saying well, we gotta we gotta evacuate. We gotta leave we got I will not I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil and I will fight for the people that I love for the land that I love and the way of life that I love but I'm not going overseas to fight I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of um, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? And all the, I, Brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting, and God bless anybody that's over there fighting, and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And Man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be... But I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just, I pray all those people are safe. Now Bryce has got an interesting take on what's going on in that far off land. And most people on this earth do not even know the half of it of what's actually going on. So, like I said, I, uh, there's always two sides to every story. And if you, uh, look at what's going on, look at the bigger picture and, uh, Things aren't always what they seem. Uh, so I'm going to call it the, that's the end of my podcast. Um, I hope you guys will learn a little bit of something that you didn't know before and give you something to think about. My podcast is available, of course, on YouTube, uh, on Rumble. And, of course, you can find me on any apps on uh, our, your iPhone or your Android products. Anyway, that's it for me for today. Until my next podcast, have a great one, everyone. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshe-shirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.